Hi, welcome to Online Marketing with John Lagadakis, where we talk about how to set up and run a successful online business, all the way from registering your first domain to setting up your website, SEO, sales funnels and sales copy, social media, lead generation, free and paid traffic methods, and much more. I hope you get a lot out of today's episode. Hello and welcome to the podcast, everyone. It's great to have you here. Thank you so very much for joining us. Our special guest today is Omar Zenholm. Thanks so much for joining us, Omar. Thanks, John, for having me. Uh, Let me tell you a bit about Omar. Omar Zenholm is the co-founder of the $100 MBA, the largest alternative business education online. He's also the host of an iTunes Best of uh, 2014 podcast, the 100 Dollar MBA show, uh, which has delivered over 650 lessons to over 50,000 daily listeners. That's very impressive. Uh, he's also the co-founder of Webinar Ninja, uh, an easy-to-use webinar platform that allows you to create webinars in 10 seconds flat. So, uh, really appreciate Omar being on the show because he's got a wealth of information to share with all of us here that are looking to start an online business to help us to um, improve our online businesses. But before we talk about that stuff, and, and we're going to focus on uh, becoming an online entrepreneur, the basics of being an on- online entrepreneur, getting that foundation right. Um, before we do that, I always like to ask my guests, hey, who, who are you? So who is Omar Zenho? Tell us a bit about yourself, Omar, as much as you feel is appropriate, about uh, life growing up for you, family, uh, what you did as a young person, teenager, and sort of how you went from, you know, how you sort of were led to what you do today. Well, uh, first of all, thanks again, John, for having me. Um, you know, my journey is, uh, is unique, just like everybody else's journey. And hopefully by sharing it, you, everybody can kind of relate and learn a little bit. Uh, you know, I, I grew up in Long Island, New York is where I'm from. Uh, my parents immigrated to America from Egypt. They're uh, Egyptian immigrants. They came in the late 60s. And uh, me and my sisters were born and raised there. Uh, and I'm, I always mention that when people ask me about my backstory, because I really believe that, you know, growing up in an immigrant family in America has really shaped me as a person as well as as an entrepreneur. Um, you know, it, I guess it's just that immigrant mentality my parents had you know, when they came to America, you know, they meant business and you know, they really wanted to get the best uh, out of America and make sure that our, their kids, you know, get the right education and, and have a better life. Um, so, you know, getting good grades and, and doing well in school and all that stuff was, you know, something I couldn't mess around with, you know, like the standards are pretty high. You have to, you know, nothing is really given to, you, you know, they sacrificed a lot to, to give us those gifts. Um, you know, but I grew up in a, in a you know, pretty, basic middle class family home. My, uh, my father is an engineer by trade. He changed his career into sales uh, midway through his life um, because of a financial crisis and his company got bought out and became a salesperson. In the meantime, just to pay the bills, became one of his passions. So he just uh, continued to be in sales. My mom was a dietitian. So both my parents worked really hard. Um, I really think they're they have a great story and and I'm sure a lot of our parents have great stories that are untold, but they've, they've really made our lives a lot easier by you know, being uh, in that position. Um, you know, I grew up with one of three children. My pa- I have two older sisters. 
Um, you know, I love basketball, still do play rec ball on the weekends. I played basketball high school and college and it was just, uh, I think that's where I get my competitive nature. Um, but uh, I actually, uh, when I went to college, I had to decide, okay, what do I want to do with my career? Um, I, and my dad was in sales. And if anybody knows a salesperson, they know that it's, it's a very unstable career. Uh, one summer we're having a vacation at Disney World, the next summer we're in the backyard. So it's like, you know, it's, it, there's flex. So I didn't like the instability and, you know, I didn't want to become a doctor. Um, I wasn't interested in, and, 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 and doing, uh, something in the military, something like that. It's just something that didn't attract me. Um, so I decided to become a teacher. I was like, you know, I like teaching. I think that I'd be good at it. I don't know where I got that idea, but I thought that. So <laughs> I went into teaching. I wanted a stable job, uh, even though it didn't pay well, I was like, okay, I know where I stand. Um, you know, and I went to teaching. I, 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 I you know, I got my bachelor's and master's in education, started teaching at the high school level, um, I really started to grow to love teaching. Uh, anybody who says, oh, teaching comes naturally, it's not natural at all to expect 30 bodies in a room to do exactly what you want them to do. That's a very hard task to do. It, it, was, a, it, was, it was quite a training for me my first couple years of teaching because I had to learn, um, which I think is the golden rule of teaching, even if you're teaching on a webinar in business or you're teaching on stage, you know, no one cares about how much you know until you show them how much you care, right? And you have to build that rapport first. You have to show people that, hey, I have your best interest in mind. And then they're willing to, okay, this person is cool with me. I want to learn from this person. And that really kind of helped me throughout my life, even in business. But the funny thing is that as I was teaching, as I was moving up in my career in teaching and becoming a middle manager and a head of department, I, I was interested in the internet. I was really interested. It was around 2001, 2002. I was really interested in, you know, can you make money on this thing? What exactly is this? Is this real? You know, um, and I just uh, was curious. And I think some of the stuff that I learned from my dad through sales and just going to work with him, I used to work at his car dealership and wash cars when I was a kid just to earn cash. And, um, and I just experimented. I didn't even think about, think of like an actual conscious decision of like, okay, I'm going to go into entrepreneurship. I just said, Hey, let me see if I can open up an eBay store, you know? And, and I think the first thing I did is I, I, I bought uh, rare air Jordan sneakers and sold them back to other people that are looking for them. So arbitrage, basically I was looking to find something that people are looking for and I would make the, the, the difference. And you know, it's not a lot of money, but it was thrilling to me that I can make, you know, I think my first sale, I made $25. I was like $25 without a paycheck. Are you kidding me? Like it was just so exciting to me. And I did it in my living room, which was crazy, you know? So, um, but that's kind of how I got started. I started dabbling in other things. I started building other businesses on the side. I had a large uh, uh, men's uh, clothing line business before I went and started the hundred dollar MBA, uh, you know, transitioned from there. And then when I left education after 13 years, that's when I made the full-time leap to becoming an entrepreneur. Um, and I, I really enjoyed that period when I look back at it because it gave me a chance to figure out what kind of entrepreneur I want to be, what kind of business I enjoy, what kind of business I don't enjoy. Uh, you know, I learned quickly with the clothing line business. I don't really like retail. Um, it's not something I really want to do. Um, and I, I really enjoyed teaching and I wanted to get back to that in some way as an entrepreneur. And that's kind of like why I want to, I share that story with people because I, I really think it's important for people to understand 
that, you know, any business is not right. You got to find the right business for yourself and, and what you're good at and what you enjoy. Cause otherwise you just won't have longevity. You just won't be, be hungry enough to keep going. Um, and, uh, that, that, that was kind of my journey and, uh, it allowed me to kind of discover that. So, um, happy to be here and, uh, help out the audience in any way I can. Yeah. Thank you for that. Omar. That's a great story. And, and I think it's so true what you said that, uh, you know, you tried different things and you're glad that you had that opportunity because there is so many different ways to make money online. There's, mm-hmm. there's so many different ways. Um, tell us a bit more about $100 MBA. Uh, wh- what do you teach and how do you help entrepreneurs? Because what, what the $100 MBA program, um, as far as I understand, it helps people that are starting out uh, to, to make the right start. So what, what kind of what some kind of things that you you share on that program? Yeah. Um, so when I was making the transition from becoming a teacher to becoming a full-time entrepreneur and starting the 100 MBA, um, the 100 MBA wasn't really a concept yet. I was thinking about starting a business consultancy. And, you know, you have to remember, I'm coming from education and I felt really insecure. I have all these degrees in education, but I didn't have a degree in business. And I thought, no one's going to take me seriously. How am I going to, you know, you know, be out there and try to say, hey, I'll show you how to start a business. Even though I've started many, you know, many uh, successful businesses and a few failures too. But the point is, is that like, I just felt insecure, which was just because I was from that environment of degrees and academia. So I actually went and applied for Warren Business School, got accepted and I attended there. And after my first semester, I got pulled aside from my marketing, uh, develop, uh, my marketing uh, instructor and he just said, hey, what are you doing here? Like, I don't understand. You're not, you, you, at, the, at the time I was like 30 and he was just like, um, you know, I see that you are actually applying some of the things that we're teaching here in your real business. You have businesses on the side that you're doing, you know, you don't actually fit the mold. And I was like, well, I'm trying to get my MBA cause I want to be a great entrepreneur. And he just kind of shook his head and, you know, disappointment and confusion and said, you don't get your MBA to get, to become a great entrepreneur. You get your MBA to get a middle management job at like Morgan Stanley or Goldman Sachs or something. And he was just like, hey, you know, I really recommend that you don't get an MBA because, you know, we don't have a monopoly on what we teach here. You can learn this outside. You can learn this in books. You can learn this through other training. You can network and get to know people um, through conferences. And it just kind of, the penny dropped for me. And I was just like, wow, there's got to be so many people in my position who feels like I need to know about business. I need to learn the fundamentals, but I'm not willing to drop a hundred grand. Um, and therefore I just dropped three zeros and said, okay, I'm going to start something called the hundred dollar MBA. And, um, and that's kind of how I got started. And I really wanted to, uh, really scratch my own itch as well as help other people and say, Hey, you don't need to have some fancy degree to be able to start a business. What you need to know is some basic fundamentals, how to validate your business idea, how to market your business idea, how to know basic finance, you know, how to, um, how to attract customers how to make sure that you have qualified leads. All these basics that we go through, we have over 180 video lessons in the $100 MBA that teach that. And, uh, and our podcast as well has, now has over 900 episodes that teaches you know, basic fundamentals of what you need to do. Now, my theories uh, in business are, are based on my own experiences. You have to have your own experiences. You have to have that fundamental uh, that fundamental, um, you know, uh, basics of business. But then after you've learned that through, you know, our course, you can go ahead and start your own businesses and, and, and learn on as you go. 
And, and that's the best way to learn because what helped me or what solved my problems is not necessarily going to solve your problems. Um, and that's the beauty of entrepreneurship. So uh, I really believe in the, in the, in the learning by doing. And, um, and that's, that's how we remember. I'm really glad you shared that because I also find that a lot of people haven't realized what you've just shared. And, and that is that you don't need to have a degree to be successful in business. Uh, and, and the purpose for the degrees is for, for you to join the corporate world. So that's well in business degrees. Anyway, we're talking yeah. about, so that's a really good insight. And it's so true. What you said to the, the information on how to build and run a successful business, there's many sources for it. So your program is obviously a great one. Can you share? Um, uh, so for those that are listening, there's a lot of people listening that, are keen to start an online business mm -hmm. and a lot of them most probably haven't started yet and all they started and they really haven't had much success. Uh, what's some key foundational things a person needs to have in place right. to help them to build a successful online business? So I, um, there could be a state of mind. It could be mm -hmm. choosing the right type of business. What, what's some words of wisdom you can, Give to our listeners. Sure. I, I got a few and I learned these all the hard way. And I think that I wish I can go back in time and tell myself these pieces of advice. The number one thing is you got to get ahead right. A lot of us, we think that because of the internet, because of social media, because of, you know, this person told me I can do it. You could be a successful entrepreneur overnight or in six months or in whatever, right? How does that make any sense? How can I expect somebody who is a surgeon to take seven plus years in education and he's still not a qualified, you know, he still has to learn on the job to become a great surgeon. We don't want to invest. You have to invest the time to become a great entrepreneur. You have to invest some time in learning, into doing, into just figuring it out for yourself. It's not going to happen just like that. Everything that's worth something takes some time and takes some effort. So I say that because I want you to just start to give yourself a break and say, this takes time. You know, if I'm not like crushing it completely right now, it's, it's okay. You know, I, I, I need to give myself time to learn, to grow, to, to make some mistakes. And, and, you know, you don't learn anything when you succeed, you know, you don't learn anything. You just, you don't know why you, why you were successful. What you learn when you make a mistake is that, okay, that went wrong. I know I need to make a change. I need to pivot. And, and that's how you grow. So that's number one. Number two, and, and sorry, and another way of wording that too, um, I, having the right expectations for yourself. Exactly. Uh, because, uh, yeah, and you, it's so true what you just said. I think that's a really important one because in, especially in the online market, internet marketing industry, all the product, you've got products being relaunched every single day. There's so much hype. And so the, the false expectations are like, they're yeah. really bad. They're really bad. They're saying to you, yeah. you're, you're, the message you're getting is, hey, if you're not making money within a few weeks, you're doing something wrong because I, I made, I made thousands in two months or so. So with a laptop on the false. beach. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And that's all <laughs> false. That's not true. Of course. And true. I don't want a laptop on the beach. I want to enjoy the beach. Like I want to work and then, then enjoy the beach, you know, but you're, you're completely right. And I'm a believer that people that put those messages out are ruining the internet. They're ruining business on the internet because they are, they're really misleading people because they're saying that they have the golden ticket. They have, you know, the, the silver bullet that you need. And no one has that. Anybody who's successful in business, whether it's the corner pizzeria 
or Elon Musk, they're all going to tell you that they had to figure it out on their own, you know, and that, and that's what you have to figure out. And it doesn't mean it's going to be, you know, impossible. It just means that you have to carve your own path and your own legacy. And that's how it should be. So, so number two is you just can't be successful if you're not consistently doing. A lot of us, we feel like, you know what, I started a blog, um, you know, and it's just not getting any traction. I have like a hundred subscribers on my email list. And, you know, and I asked them like, how long you've been doing this? And they're like, oh, three weeks. So it's like three weeks is not enough. You have to keep on doing it. For and, that's, and that's great results for three weeks. Yeah, for five weeks. If yeah. someone said, you've been doing that for three, I'd be saying, that's awesome. Keep yeah, going. keep doing what you're doing. But there's a couple of reasons why you have to just do the work. But number one, you're just getting started. You're not good at this yet. For, forget about forget about how many subscribers or traffic on your website. We're going to go with the blogging example, but you're not a good writer yet. You know, so just be happy you have nobody come to your website because you're not embarrassing yourself too much, right? <laughs> that's the that's the beauty of being a beginner. That is, it, the embarrassment level is pretty low because no one's looking at you, right? But what you need to do is put in the hours. You need to like, you know, I, with a $100 MBA show, you know, one of the things I love about that show is because I have 900 episodes in the bank and that they, they've been aired, I've had a chance to really refine my craft and become better on the mic and become a better teacher and become more succinct. You know, if I listen to episode two, three, four, five, I, I'm cringing all the way through. <laughs> but you have to have cringe-worthy work to know that you've progressed. You know, yeah. so you have to put in the hours, you have to put in the time, you have to allow yourself to become a master at what you do. Like you can't just, ex it's not, it's not manual labor. It's not like if I put these blocks together, I'm going to make a wall. No, you have to actually get better and better and refine your craft, refine your writing skills, your communication skills. And that leads me to point three. A lot of people think that business is all about like the numbers and, you know, I just have to be like screwed enough or be able to negotiate it's really about communication. The best entrepreneurs are those who know how to communicate clearly. You know, it's incredible if you look at something like I said, Elon Musk with Tesla or, you know, the late Steve Jobs with Apple. The amount of work and complexity they had to do to provide the product they gave you, whether it's iPhone or the Tesla Model S or whatever it is, it's incredible. But they have to be able to communicate in a very simple way that people understand the benefits right? And a lot of us, we don't see the forest from the trees. We're so into our business that we don't know how to communicate the value. So therefore, we don't have sales. People don't understand like, well, is this for me? Uh, you know, we're speaking way above what they are, or we don't really know how to communicate. So focusing on improving your communication skills is going to help your business, is going to help your sales, is going to help you communicate on interviews like this or on stage if you're speaking on stage. And it's just going to help you understand how to do this. And this, is, and this is why I highly recommend people, whether they like writing or not, if they hate it, I think blogging is one of the best ways to improve your communication skills because it forces you to evaluate your thoughts and your ideas. When you write things down, you have to ask yourself, do I really believe in this or is this something I'm just regurgitating I heard in a video last week? Or is this something that I, I've been thinking about for years, but really it's not true after all the experiences I've had. So by writing and blogging, even if it's just for yourself and no one's reading it, it allows you to really refine your craft and understand that, hey, I'm changing, I'm developing, I'm growing. I want to refine my position in my business and the way I communicate what I do. Hmm. Yeah, that's excellent advice. And I think this is really important for, again, for everyone that's listening here that is looking to start an online business, 
one of the important messages that Omar's giving, I think, is that I'm taking in um, is, is, especially the first thing you mentioned, I think, is the expectations. You have to have the right expectations. This is, this, an online business is like any other business. It is a business. The advantages of an online business is that you don't have to worry about all the capital of starting a traditional brick and mortar business. Yeah. Um, you don't have to worry about hiring staff at the beginning. So you can start off small. You start off as yourself. There's yeah. not a lot of money involved. So there's, that's the huge benefits. And I think that's the, a massive, re and it's the opportunity, obviously, the reach. And do, do it anywhere, anywhere you want. Reach anyone in the world. So a lot of people get started with an online business uh, very quickly before they lay the foundation that you've been talking about because it's so easy to do it. Mm -hmm. So it's important here yeah, to take a step back and say, okay, get your mind right, set the expectations, yeah, and uh, and get ready to build a, a proper foundation for your business. So um, let's speak, Omar, to to the people. What advice would you give to those that have started their online business, right? And they're struggling. They're either struggling with um, getting getting the word out about their business right. or they're struggling because um, they don't maybe feel like they're not doing the right thing because again, they're being bombarded every day. Hey, you should be doing Amazon or you should be doing yeah, something yeah. else or whatever. So that's a great question. And it's something I went through myself where you are told by so many other people, Oh, this is the newest thing. This is the newest thing. Get on Snapchat, get on Periscope, do this, do that. You have to, if you don't do it, then no one's going to know where you are all that stuff is, is really distracting and it's a lot of noise. And we have to realize that, you know, the tools for business have changed, but business really hasn't changed over time, right? It's, it's, you need two things to have a successful business and you need to put that like on a post-it note on your monitor. So it's in your face all the time. These are the only two things I need to have a successful business. If whatever I do doesn't contribute to those two things, then I need to stop being distracted and go back and try to figure out how do I contribute. And what those two things are is one, I need to grow an audience. If I don't have anybody to speak to or to, to teach or to market or to do anything, then I'm speaking to nobody. So you need an audience. And I, I'm going to get into detail about what I mean by audience because some people think, you know, having 10,000 followers on Twitter is an audience. That's a fleeting audience. You need to be able to contact them at any time. Those are leads. You need an actual database of leads via email so you can be able to actually have a relationship with them, right? Not at the mercy of somebody else's platform, right? So number one is audience. I need to have uh, somewhere I can, you know, a, a group of people where I can build my, my trust and build my um, credibility with. Number two, you need sales, right? A lot of people just gloss over that. They just think like, oh, if I build this thing and people are just going to sample my website and buy. No, you have to have a strategy to make sure I'm making money. Because money's not coming in, you do not have a business. You have a hobby project, you have something else. And I'm not saying this out of, you know, I'm not trying to discourage somebody here. I'm just giving you the truth because a lot of us, we get bogged down. It's like, you know, I got to put this thing on Facebook. I got to, you know, I, I better take a picture of this because I'm in this like nice resort. And then they're going to think that I'm a lifestyle entrepreneur, all that stuff. Like business is not done on Facebook. Like it does not, even if you're running Facebook ads, are, are, are people buying things on Facebook? No one's actually going to buy your products or services or whatever on Facebook. Facebook is a way for you to get them to come to your house, right? 
Get them to come to your website. What you do with them on your website is really what counts. Are you actually converting them? Are you getting their email address? Are you able to follow up with them later, invite them to a webinar, invite them to give them some special gifts, build that relationship, and then convert them into a buyer? That's really what business has done. In your market, in your business, where your website is, where you actually take credit card information, right? So stop building um, you know, on, on unstable, um, you know, ground. And I think a lot of people focus on these little things like, you know, I, I'm, I'm not trying to hate on social media. It has its benefits. It has its tools. I do Facebook ads all the time to, uh, to market our business. And, and we have, you know, somebody who's really good at really doing all the numbers and expert at, at uh, really optimizing that. But it's, it's not really what I need to focus on because, Say, for example, I say to you, hey, John, come over to my house. I'd love to have you over. You come over to my house and I don't offer you anything. I don't give you a cup of water. I don't give you a, a snack. I don't give you a meal. I give you nothing, right? You're going to be like, I'm not going to go over to his house anymore. It stinks. <laughs> it's, uh, he's a horrible host. Uh, it's a waste of time. Yeah. You're running all this crazy madness on social media, posting every five minutes, talking up everything, commenting, retweeting, all this other stuff. And the people are like, oh, cool. This seems interesting. Who's this guy? Who's this lady? I'm going to click on her link and check it out. You go to the website and there's nothing for me to consume. There's no interesting articles. There's nothing that is going to help me or benefit me. There's nothing that for me to consume and say, hey, this person really knows what they're talking about. They're an expert. They gave me a win. They're, they helped me. What else do they have to offer? Oh, they have a course? Cool. Let me check them out, right? If you don't have anything for them to really dive into on your website, then all the social media hoopla is a waste of time. It is. And a lot of people do that. They just... They, they, they put the, you know, the car in front of the horse. So I really want to make sure people know if you don't have an audience that you can actually contact and, and build a relationship with, and if you don't have sales, then you're really just spinning your wheels. Mm. And I think social media is a great example of that because that, that is, seems to be the big thing these days. A lot of people talk about social media. And it's interesting, I was having a conversation with someone recently and they were saying that, for example, everyone wants to get likes on their page. Yeah. If you six only six percent of people that like your page will actually see your post in their timeline, right. and actually that's a good number six percent. That's if you post like a video or an yeah. image. If you put a post like a, a text update, hardly anyone sees it. So yeah. um, one so of the reasons for that, a lot of people don't understand, is that it's Facebook.com, not Facebook.org. It's not. It's not. A, it's not a a charity, a non for profit. They are in business, right? Why are they going to give you customers when they have a product there that you, Hey, you're going to buy ads and then we'll give you product. We'll, we'll give you customers that you're looking for targeted customers. Right? So they're just going to make it so you can be able to, uh, benefit from their services. You know, they're in business too. They need to make money, you know? So I think social media is great for family and friends and, and, and you know, sharing cat photos and, you know, vacation pics. But when it comes to business, you know, you have to realize that, wait a minute, like, why are not a lot of people seeing this? Why aren't people clicking on these things? Why, like, it, I think it's great for engagement, answering questions, things like that. But you got to understand, they're a business too. They need to sell ads. And all due respect, they, they have to do their thing. Yeah, yeah. Now, so I just want to let everyone know too. So Omar's sharing a lot of gems of, gems of wisdom here today. And you can, you can get more um, for, on his website. So it's 100mba.net. So it's 100mba.net. You can check out more about uh, what, what Omar's doing and, and what he's teaching. Because, um, yeah, again, I, I really appreciate everything you've talked about today, Omar. It's very, very helpful. Before we end today, though, um, 
I was hoping to talk about webinars, not going to really have time. Actually, I'm hoping one day we can get you back again. Actually, I'd like to devote a whole uh, podcast episode just on webinars because I, I love using webinars. I think they're fantastic. Um, so, but yeah, we wouldn't be able to give it any justice if we talked about it for any one or two minutes. So we won't do that today. But uh, Omar, is there anything you feel um, that we haven't talked about today that would be important for our listeners? Maybe something, again, yeah, maybe something you've missed or something you have talked right. about that you'd like to emphasize before we end. Well, I like to emphasize some, some, some practical steps. I think a lot of people feel like, okay, I know what I'm not supposed to do or maybe I'm a little frazzled, I need to focus and all that stuff. So I want to give some practical steps and I'm going to tell you exactly what I do. And I didn't make this up. I got this from Kyle Newport in his book, Deep Work. And what is really important for you to do is to put yourself on task, to have what some people call like a publishing schedule or a work schedule. And you, and this is very important, especially if you've never um, or you haven't been an entrepreneur for long or, or you're transitioning. Like when you work, like when I was a teacher, like everything's prescribed to you. This is where you sit. This is where you do. This is the book you teach out of. This is the test you're going to teach to. These are the students you have. These are your hours. Here's your business card. There's nothing for you to do. Like you just follow these steps. Here's your schedule. That's it, right? When you become an entrepreneur, you have to create the whole system for yourself. Right? You got to create a schedule. You have to be the employee and the boss at the same time. Right? You have to tell yourself what to do. So I definitely think that the first thing you should do, I would do it immediately as soon as you finish listening to this podcast, is I would write down all the tasks I have to do on a regular basis. And you should have some goals. Like I want to publish on my blog like you know, once a week or twice a week or I want to record a podcast or I want to you know, write a newsletter email, whatever it is that you're doing in your business. I want to work on my product or my course or whatever it is. You can't just say I want to do that. You have to actually write the details of what that entails. So if it's I need to create a course, there's like you know, about 1500 steps in there, you know, like you have to find, you know, uh, a topic and then you have to, you know, flush it out. How many modules, how many, how am I going to shoot this course? How am I going to host it? What kind of platform am I going to use? How am I going to market this? All these things are going to happen, right? So you have to just break it down to micro steps and then put them as a to do for every day. So you'll have like an Excel sheet where you have every day, let's say for the next two months and you'll have like, you know, 60 tabs there. But every day you have a, a list of to-dos where you actually flush out. This is going to take some time. It's going to take two or three hours where you're going to write down all these things. And what you're going to do is you're going to take these tasks and you're going to make sure that they're popped into your calendar. And you have to do them. It's just like you have to run an errand. You have to pay a bill. You have to do these things. That's what you're accountable. It's like a job. Like, I, you know, my boss told me I had to do this. I got to do it. So you have to actually put yourself on task. A lot of us, we can't get out of the, the macro. We, we have to get into the granular and say, hey, this is exactly what I have to do and just get practical and just get it done. Write that blog post, you know, fulfill that task and hold yourself accountable. Look at the to-dos that you had today. What did you finish? What did you not finish? If you didn't finish, make sure you move it over to the next day and adjust the schedule for the next day. And that's really how, um, you know, specific it has to be because otherwise you're just not going to get anything done. I mean, I've been doing this for a very long time. I still do this. Like, it's not like, Oh, I'm babying myself. No, you kind of get really anal about it and really just, uh, focus on the actual, what do I have to do today? What do I have to get done? And it's going to make you feel a whole lot better. Cause at the end of the day, you're going to cross off all the things and say, Hey, 
I've, I've finished all these things. I'm one step closer to what I need to do, whether it's completing my course or maintaining my blog or whatever it is. So I definitely recommend to get practical. You know, I know that sounds really simplistic to have very specific to-do lists, but it really helps. I totally agree. I, I do the exact same thing as, as what you just mentioned, Omar. exactly as you said it. I do it. It has to be done. Actually, you know, what's interesting. I was talking to a friend who has a, he's got a, he's a salesperson, but he's building up an online business on the side and he's just so caught up in day-to-day life. It's so busy. And I said to him, you know what you need? I said, not only do you need to do what you just mentioned there, I said, you need an accountability partner. Mm. You need someone because what happens is we just get so caught up in life. And even, let's say you've, even as myself who has, who does this full time, right? I can get, I I need an accountability partner too. Because right. I can get caught up in stuff. So I need someone to that I'm going to say once a week that I get together with a, another person or a group of people and right. we say, okay, what am I going to be doing this week for my, what does my business really need? Right. What am I going to do about it this week? And then when I get together next week, I've got, to, I've got to be accountable to them. And if I do that, I'm much more likely to do it because if you don't have a boss over you telling you to do something, right. you're less likely to do it because... You know, I just had lunch and I'm feeling, you know, I've got a food coma and I'm going to go right. lie down or yeah. distract, distract myself on Facebook or something. Yeah, yeah. And if, if somebody's listening and asks, well, I do do that, but I still struggle and I, I, you know, I, I have a accountability partner, but I still don't like get things done. You know, I'm going to give you some honest advice. Um, you're not ready to run that business yet. You're just not ready. You don't want it bad enough. I mean, I know that sounds harsh, but like when, it, when you want it bad enough, you'll make it a priority. But right now, there's probably something else that's a priority. It could be your job, which is important to you. You've got to pay your bills. You've got to have family. You know, like you might have another business that you're running and is doing well, and that's your priority. So you just have to be real with yourself. Sometimes when you, you, you follow advice, you do these things like, well, I'm still struggling. Is it me? No, it's just maybe not a priority for you right now. And, you know, uh, for me, um, some people think it's unfortunate, but I think it was fortunate. Like when I jumped into entrepreneurship, I didn't have a safety net. I didn't have a paycheck. I went from paycheck to no paycheck. I had some savings, some runway, right? But, you know, I I really had to learn these things quickly and get my act together and start having a business, start making money because I want to eat. I want to have rent. I want, you know, like I I don't want to have my life expectations and my standard to go too low. Um, and, and that's something that a lot of people don't, don't have that pressure and therefore it, it doesn't really push them and which is fine. But, you know, I understand that some people it's, it's difficult. It's not easy. Entrepreneurship, if it was easy, everybody would do it. You know, like it's just, it just seems easier now because of the social media, like we mentioned and things like that. But, you know, I mentioned about lifestyle and I, I often give this advice to people who are starting out and have a family. Like if you, even if you're just married and you have no kids, but if you have kids and or, you know, relatives that live with you and things like that. It's very important for you to have a quick family meeting and just announce to them, hey, I'm going to make this transition. I'm going to become an entrepreneur. Uh, I want to make sure everybody's on board. Um, We may have to make some financial decisions that are a little bit difficult, but, you know, mommy or daddy is going to be much happier or, or your wife or husband will be much happier or we're going to be doing something that we're passionate about you got to get the people around you on board because it's going to be really hard if you have to build a business and you don't have the support of the people that are in the same household, right? And I really feel that's really important. Also, it, it kind of puts things in perspective. A lot of people, they, they are like, I really want this business. And I ask them, so, okay, great. So what's the problem? I just, 
I don't have the funding right now or, you know, I, I, you know, my savings is not enough, you know, and I'm like, okay, so, you know, you live in New York city. Why don't you move to Pennsylvania? Uh, you know, your rent will be half, you know, you can trade your Lexus for a, you know, a, a car that's five years old, you know, and they're like, Oh no, I don't want to do that. It's like, well, maybe you don't want to do it then. Maybe like, that's not a huge jump. You know, I'm not asking you to go to, you know, uh, Somalia, right? It's, 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 it's still a great life. You're still enjoying yourself. And you'll get a better car later on when you invest into your business and invest into yourself. So I think those situations, that's what I love about entrepreneurship. You have to get real with yourself. You have to ask yourself the tough questions like, do I really want this? What am I willing to sacrifice for it? And, um, and, and, And I'm really glad that I had those struggles in that experience because it allowed me to, to say, yeah, this is what I want to want, want to do. And I feel firm in that decision. It is, that is one of the great things about entrepreneurship is that you, and especially when you, when you don't have a safety net, like you mentioned before, Omar, is that you are 100% accountable for every result that you get. Um, and it's, it's scary at first, yeah. but it's, there's nothing better when, when you, know, you give yourself uh, that opportunity to do that and to become, it, it changes you. It, it basically changes you. Although I really appreciate everything you shared with us today. Um, it's been fantastic. Again, uh, Omer's website for the $100 MBA program, um, 100, uh, 100mba.net. Is that the best place for people also to go? Uh, is there anywhere else that people can go to learn more about you or what you do, Omer, that you want to mention? Sure. So um, they can go to 100mba.net over there. They can check out the podcast. A lot of people get to know me through the podcast um, and learn through our over 900 episodes. Uh, and it's kind of like their way to get started in business. Um, uh, we also have a software program, like you mentioned, Webinar Ninja. This is my software business. is primarily the business that I work on. Uh, and uh, you can check that out at webinarninja.com. Yeah, actually, I was checking it out and I, I love webinars and I was really impressed with Webinar Ninja, so uh, definitely worth checking out. Again, thanks so very much. We've been speaking with Omar Zenholm. Really appreciate you uh, being here with us today and I want to thank also everyone for being here listening to today's podcast episode. Thanks, John. Hey, John Legadakis here. If you got something out of today's episode, make sure to subscribe to the podcast as each week I'm releasing valuable and up-to-date content and interviews. Also, there is a transcript of today's episode as well as links to all the resources we mentioned on my website, johnlegadarkus.com. On my website, you'll also find a lot of great free resources to help you get more traffic and leads for your business as this is my specialty, i.e., helping local businesses generate leads through Facebook and AdWords campaigns. My website again is johnlegadarkus.com. Thanks again for joining me today. I really appreciate it. This is John Legadarkus signing off. I'll see you next time.